I've been praying the same prayer since March. Dear God, I hate you. Love, Sally. Now, lest you think I'm profane, let me explain. My prayer is a grief prayer in which I honestly share my anger with God about the racial pandemic, the COVID pandemic, the losses my little family of five is suffering, the losses of my students, the losses of patients and families we serve, and the losses that many of you and others around the globe are suffering these days. It is the work of grief to share anger and love, to disbelieve and accept. There's an appointed time for everything, a time to love and a time to hate. Dear God, I hate you. Love, Sally. I actually don't see this prayer changing for quite some time because we're in a suffering-soaked season right now. And in my specialized ministry as a clinical pastoral educator or a CPE supervisor, suffering, pain, and loss, which are all particularly exacerbated these days, are central to my work. Looking at theology through the face of suffering is also core work for the chaplain residents I supervise and with whom I learn. Finding a theology that is not based on platitudes and easy answers and that will truly comfort and console during uncertain times is our job. The residents with whom I work are all ministers in the making. Some will become pastors or imams or rabbis. Others will become professional chaplains. In a classroom setting, we engage practical theology rooted in the context of our ministry as hospital chaplains. During our final evaluations a few weeks ago, my group of six residents created a four-pronged theology of COVID, which Pastor Seth invited me to share with you today. Because theologizing can feel like trying to nail jello to the wall. It has to be set in a context, or it doesn't make any sense at all. Theologians always need to know who the theology is for, what they're dealing with, and what's going on around them in the social and cultural milieu. And of course, any good theology must be tested by a hermeneutic of love. Dear God, I hate you. Love, Sally. In our amalgamated scripture passage today, the psalmist asks the question, how long, O Lord? Have any of us been asking that question these days? My students, the chaplain residents and I, have been asking this question daily. And they taught me during finals that a theology of COVID is a theology that joins the question, how long, 
O Lord. On days that seem like painfully repeating Groundhog Days, my residents trying to make sense of painfully repetitive and unpredictable times remind me of two ancient Greek words for time that I learned in seminary. These words are chronos and kairos. Chronos is chronological time and it's qualitative in nature. It's how we humans experience time in a linear fashion. Kairos, on the other hand, has a more qualitative feel to it. It connotes God's timing, which may or may not be experienced like our more linear or temporal sense of time. Thanks to my residents, when I'm confused or scared or exhausted from all we're going through as a community, as a nation, and as a globe, I try to receive their invitation to hold on to a bigger arch and enlarge divine perspective on time. And I try to embrace a theology rooted in Kairos. And when I pray, dear God, I hate you because of this long suffering, a heart and mind turned toward Kairos helps me pray, love, Sally. The wisdom literature today noted that there's a time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. In the midst of this season of shunning touch, of isolation and social distancing, my residents taught me that a theology of COVID emphasizes the importance of incarnational presence. It seems that during these days of isolation, we're able to more deeply understand the value of gathering and of God incarnationally with us in the hands and feet and smiles and hugs of those we love. During these times of shunning, of social distancing and limited numbers of people gathering, we may feel isolated, alone, scared, bereft of God's presence through people. We may ask along with the psalmist, God, will you hide your face from us behind a mask? When I feel this way, I try to remember my residents' theology and how they live it every day in practical ministerial ways. I'm buoyed when I hear how they're continuing to find creative ways to be present, even amidst physical constraints and limits. For example, one of the residents wrote a ritual to use on her iPad so a daughter could be with her father at the time of his death. Another placed a bereavement call by divine appointment at the precise moment when a wife was driving home from the cemetery after burying her husband of 50 years. Even in our isolations, which I hate, people are finding ways to co-create with God and bring incarnational presence amidst absences. Ironically, COVID distances us, yet people are still finding ways toward a practiced theology of incarnation, of lived presence. 
I noticed the many ways that First Congregational Church of Glen Ellen is creatively bringing incarnational presence through offerings like Seth's fireside chats, online Bible studies, Jeff's piano concerts, Michelle's virtual choirs, and so much more. Thank you, God. Paul says to the Philippian church, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. My students taught me that a theology of COVID is one where our uncertainties and fears help us actually work out our faith. One of the spiritual care VPs at the hospital calls the hospital the Institute for Advanced Theological Reflection. He acknowledges that no theology is worth its weight if it cannot stand up to the context of suffering, pain, and profound loss. He and my residents are aware that they're being called heroes in the media and in their communities. Together, we're also aware of the fear in ourselves, in the hospital, in our nation, in the world. We don't have easy answers. And as we work in this unprecedented context, we are humans reaching for the holy. We're daily sojourners reaching for the divine and finite creatures reaching for the infinite. My residents' theology and lives remind me that it's during the times when things are not going well that we have the opportunity to work out our faith. Their practical COVID theology is one that I see them literally working out day by day with fear and trembling and shields and masks and hand sanitizer. This liminal and sanitized space where so many of us are living is the reason I'm guessing I am not alone in my divided prayer. Dear God, I hate you. Love, Sally. Ecclesiastes, the wisdom literature read today notes, there's a time to love and a time to hate. My residents have taught me in their theology of COVID that when lives are threatened by racial and global pandemics, essentials are clarified. In the midst of profound and daily losses, my residence theology of COVID is teaching me that loving God, loving self, and loving others is all that really matters. This group of six residents and I used to meet in person in a classroom in the hospital. But since March, we've been meeting for class on Tuesdays and Thursdays via Zoom. Together, we wonder how long are these days going to last? We miss each other's bodily presence. In these fear-filled times, we are working out our faith with fear and trembling. And above all, we are trying to love each other into being the ministers and fathers and mothers 
and sisters and brothers we want to be. At the end of each group, the residents and I hold our hands together and we rub our palms until we feel warmth. And then we hold our hands up to the screen, one to receive love and one to give it to the others in the group. Sometimes when I'm praying my ever-returning prayer, dear God, I hate you, love Sally, I remember my residents holding up their hands and I hear a still, small voice whispering, Dear Sally, dear First Congregational Church Glen Ellen, dear world, I love you. Love.